0: a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Up. Grant Napier with you. I hope you are having a good day. We will uh, take your phone calls. I'll give you my picks. We got some football. We've got the college football playoffs. We've got the Kings. We got all of that, and uh, we have the passing of one of the greats of the sport of soccer and Pele. We got all of that today coming up here on uh, Listen Up. Kings last night, I did a rant on this. Uh, the bottom line to me is I was more impressed with Sacramento's loss on Tuesday than I was with the win last night, and I'm looking at the big picture here. I'm not looking at individual games. And the big picture is uh, this team needs to play a lot better, all right? You're you're playing a team last night that had been playing their third games in four nights, and they didn't have their starting point guard and their starting power forward. And so, you know, I don't just ignore that. Yeah, you'll take the win, obviously, but there's just some issues that I still see with this team that – I would be concerned about if I'm looking at the big picture. Tomorrow, the Jazz, then the New Year, then you open up at Memphis, and then you go to uh, Utah. All right, I'll make a couple of comments about Pele. I'm not a soccer fan, and I wasn't a soccer fan, but when I was living in New York, and Pele was playing for the Cosmos, like, the stadium was sold out, and I remember not even really knowing who Pele was at the time, I could not believe the fanfare in New York for Pele. Like, that's what I remember. I remember, wow. You know, because that's all anybody talked about. And I was amazed that in New York, you know, with the Yankees and the Mets and the Giants and the Jets and the Knicks and everything else, all right, the Rangers, that it was Pele all over the place. His impact on the sport, Made an impact on me, or it should've made an imprint—not an impact—made an impression on me. For somebody that knew nothing about soccer, had never watched a soccer game, and I remember watching. I remember actually watching the Cosmos play just to see Pele. That's how great he was. That's what I remember, you know, about Pele. So we lost to one of the greats, uh, an icon uh, in the sport today. All right, I want to hear from you. I'll give you my picks. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, Tennessee getting 14 against Dallas. That's a big number, even though Dallas should have no problem winning. uh, That is a very, very uh, big number. Big number. I'm going to take Carolina plus three at Tampa. I got the Giants minus six against the Colts, and I'm taking the 49ers minus nine and a half against the Raiders. Those are my four picks. If you want to give me your picks, we can do it. All right? Got some interesting games this week. Minnesota and Green Bay is an interesting game. I want to see if the Packers can continue after beating Miami uh, last week. Miami, New England. All right? I would take New England in this game. But I didn't pick that game, but that's who I would take. Uh, you've got Kansas City. They're giving 12 and a half, a big number, but Denver has been awful. Giants win against the Colts, and they're in. It's the biggest game the Giants have had since their Super Bowl in Indianapolis when they beat the Patriots. It's a huge game for the Giants. We'll see how they respond against the Colts. So we got some of those games we're talking about again You got Dallas and Tennessee tonight, and as I said, uh, I'll take the 14 points short week more times than not. These are lower-scoring games. I know Dallas is just coming off a, what, 40 points? 40 points against Philadelphia, right? So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, I want to hear from you. Give me your uh, thoughts on the game last night. Uh, Sabonis was excellent. Fox was excellent. Monk off the bench, excellent. But, you know, you're taking on a team playing three games in four nights without their starting point guard and their starting power forward, and you give up 75 points in the first half. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Yeah, the Kings won, but I'm still not impressed. I was was a lot more impressed with how they played on Tuesday night when they lost than I was last night. So there you have it. I want to get your reaction. And, again, the Jazz tomorrow – you know, if the Kings could win tomorrow – they would stand, you know, another disastrous period, just like the road trip when they started off one and three and they ended up winning their last two games. Okay. Then they got on the plane to fly home and they're like, wow, we dodged one there. Well, after losing to Charlotte and Washington last week, beating the Lakers, splitting with Denver, you know, if you can beat the Jazz, you will have dodged one here. A loss to the Jazz tomorrow. And it's a terrible homestand, period. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here. And why don't we start with Eli? Eli, how are you today?
2: Hey, Grant, I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good, buddy. Thanks for
2: calling. Yeah, no problem. So I I agree with you in part and disagree with you in part. I I do agree it was a really pathetic first half. And um, I agree that Denver had a few people down, so... It wasn't as impressive in that sense. However, I do think the fourth quarter comeback was impressive, and I do think it was a gritty kind of come-from-behind win, because I don't think many people were really expecting the Kings to win that game. So the fact that they did pull it out and they came back in the fashion that they did in the fourth definitely was impressive, in my opinion, because that's not something we would have expected from the Kings in a long time in previous seasons. It was
1: impressive, but the point I'm trying to make is that
2: is not a recipe for success
1: in the NBA as the season goes along. And the Kings have done that too often this year where they have had horrible halves and they've had to play exactly the way they did last night and they end up outscoring their opponent. That might be fine and dandy uh, right now, but as we start playing more important games, all right, in the world of sports, in other words, when the games get to be more crucial, when I'm talking about uh, March and, or February, March, and April, that generally is not going to get it done those type of performances where you have to depend on an amazing fourth quarter comeback, that's not going to happen when you're playing teams that are also fighting for playoffs. That, generally speaking, will not happen. That's what I mean. It's just a, it's a dangerous recipe for success, Eli. That's the point I'm trying to make.
2: Yeah, no, you're right on that. I, I agree on that. So as far as the bonus, though, he obviously had a really impressive game. So, Do you think that that just means either the injury is not that severe or alternatively, if he can kind of make it through the next week or two, then he should be able to recover pretty well without any type of surgery?
1: No, I don't believe uh, either of those are accurate. Um, I I believe that the injury is serious. You know, it's on us offhand. So that helps. Uh, I believe that, you know, if he gets hit again in a a certain way, he's going to be in trouble. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does end up having surgery. So I wouldn't make that claim based on what I know about the injury. And based on the conversation I had with the doctor, um, no, he is still definitely not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination.
2: What does the time frame for recovery look like on an injury like that if you don't get surgery? Is there a point in the next month or longer that it could be? I I didn't ask. that's a great question. I didn't ask that. I don't know the answer to that. If you have
1: surgery, it's six to eight weeks. So I don't know the other aspect of that question. Uh, but I also think we have to be, you know, we, we have to understand he is going to get hit on that hand, on that thumb from time to time. It's impossible to play basketball and not get hit on your hands, okay? He is a player that will, And here, and I hate to say this, but, you know, opponents are going to be going after that thumb. Okay, that's just the reality of the situation.
2: Yeah, well, he played really well. He played, you know, you couldn't yep. even tell that he was injured, so good for him for being able to do that. Excellent. And, Excellent uh, job. You know, looking ahead, so I know they're play, the Kings are playing Utah, I believe, a couple times, and Memphis, and Atlanta, I think. So I'm thinking... Those four games, if they can split those four games, maybe go two and two. The next seven games after that are all against like really bad teams with poor records. So if they can weather, yeah, you that mean kind of like
1: kind of like Charlotte, Washington, you mean?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, but you, you wouldn't expect the Kings to continue losing games like that all the time. I mean, sure, they're not going to win all of those games. I'm sure we'll have some more disappointments. But, you know, if you just go by kind of statistics and what you'd expect, you still think them to come that they, they'd come out on you top know, on that seven-game stretch.
1: Personally, I like it when the Kings are playing the best teams in the league as opposed to the worst teams. I think they play better against the uh, better competition, and I think they play worse, you know, against the, the bottom competition. So, you know, I, I get actually more nervous when they're playing bad teams than when they're playing good teams, but that's just me.
2: No, I, I agree with you. That's There's reason to feel nervous, but, you know, they've beat the Lakers already. They've beat the Spurs already. So, obviously, they, they're yep. capable of beating these teams. So, I feel – No question. You know, I, I, I don't think they're going to drop a bunch of bombs like they did with with Washington or with Charlotte. I think it'll go better than that. And
1: Well, you make a good point about the next four games, two and two. I think most fans would take that.
2: Yeah, and generally speaking, you know, usually I'm more pessimistic, but in this sense, just because we kind of sort of weathered the storm, or we may weather the storm, depending on how the next couple games go, and the fact that we have Sabonis. And, you know, we're going into January, and the Kings are still, for now, in a playoff position. I mean, how long has it been since we've been able to say that in January?
1: You also have to be uh, aware that Sabonis is the first injury the Kings have had, and -hmm. there are going to be other injuries, all right? It's not like they're just going to go the rest of the way without anybody else getting hurt, so keep that in mind as well.
2: No, I get that. I just mean that when was the last time we were in January and the season wasn't over already? You know, at least there's still a little bit of hope. (laughs) Yeah, you know, actually,
1: it was Dave Yeager's last year. You know, it was a couple of years ago when they were right there in the mix. So uh, but it's been a while overall. Yes, I get your point. It's absolutely spot on. And Eli, you're right. I, I think right now, if you could split the games that you were talking about with the schedule, I think most people would take that for sure.
2: We'd take that, and we would hope that they'd play better than the than the game yep. they should have lost, so we'll see. Keeping my fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> Happy New Year, buddy. I appreciate your support. You take care. Happy New Year. You too. All right. Take care. All right. Let's move along. We got a lot of other people that want to get on, and we're going to talk to Connor right here on Listen Up. Hey, Connor. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up?
4: Yeah, sorry I missed the show yesterday. I've been kind of battling sickness, so I'm trying my best.
1: All right, buddy. We'll hang in there.
4: So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Kings. I mean, you said – I mean, I agree with you that they played better in their loss to the Nuggets than their win. But, I mean, a win is a win. I know you're not liking how they've been playing, like, as a whole in, like, the last 10 games. But, I mean, if we can, like Eli said, get a split in the next four games, I would really like the schedule coming up after that. I mean, you see the Thunder a couple times, the Rockets a couple times. I mean – it's very favorable for them if they can.
1: Well, the Thunder are the Thunder, uh, are very capable of beating the Kings with their personnel. So keep that in mind. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander uh, is really good. The Thunder, to me, are a better team than the record indicates. I, I wouldn't – I'd be very concerned about the Thunder. I, I know they're below the Kings in the standings, but they are very capable of beating the best teams in the league. But I get your point overall. I get your point overall.
4: Yeah, and then the soccer news. Just wanted to say, rest in peace, Pele. I mean, obviously one of the greatest soccer players of all time. I mean, yep. him, Maradona, Messi, Ronaldo. I mean, they're up there for the best. I mean, he was a generational talent. I mean, he's never going to be forgotten.
1: Connor, I'm not kidding you. When he played in New York, and I, I'm not, I'm, I mean this. I didn't know anything about soccer. I had never watched soccer. I mean, I really didn't. I, and and he got the entire New York metropolitan area. Who's which is not a soccer, you know, hotbed by any stretch of the imagination. It's all, you know, Giants, Jets, Yankees, Mets, Knicks, Rangers. Okay. Pele came in and was front page news. Okay. That's the impact that he had. And I'll never forget that. I was like, I was blown away. I'm like, wow, this guy must be pretty amazing. That's all anybody's talking about. And when you watched him play, and again, I didn't know anything about soccer, but I was watching me, a guy that I was watching. Just for Pele, and he was absolutely unbelievable.
4: Yeah, that's pretty cool. You got to watch him. I mean, I can only imagine watching somebody like that. I mean, me. It was remarkable. He was a magician.
1: He he was. He was. He was. he, He was. I mean, I again, I didn't like the sport, and I was watching just to watch him play, and he was amazing. And the way he captivated the audience. I mean, like he was like godlike. That's what I remember. He was godlike. I. It was almost like. Watching, I remember watching Wayne Gretzky. It it was like watching Wayne Gretzky. It was like you knew you were watching the greatest of the greats, you know? That's what I remember about that.
4: Yeah, and then switching over to the Giants, I mean, I didn't really think about it until you said it. I mean, is this really the biggest game in 11 years since they won the Super Bowl? Yes.
1: No question. It is the biggest game in 11 years, and I was at that game with my two kids. And since then, the Giants have not had a game of this magnitude. This is without question the biggest game that the Giants have had in 11 years.
4: Yeah, and some good news for that. I'm pretty sure I saw Xavier McKinney return to practice, and he looks like he should be good to go.
1: Let's hope so. Uh, I'm also waiting on, you know, Jackson, you know, who also is limited. So we'll see. That would be huge. No question about it.
4: Yeah, I mean, at this point with Dory Jackson, the team's like every week, for like the past couple months, it's like, He's on the yep. injury report. He's off of it. I mean, I just keep expecting him to miss the game, honestly.
1: Yeah, I would, too. I think that's the best approach. Uh, even without those two on the field, they they should beat the Colts. They really should.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to think about what we would have to happen and stuff if we lose that game. I mean, if we lose to the Colts, yep. we don't deserve to make the playoffs.
1: You know, uh, uh, and you're right. You don't deserve to make the playoffs. But this is also the same team that 2 weeks ago had a 33 nothing lead on the road at Minnesota. Yeah, I know they lost, but they I watched that game. They actually played really well on both sides of the ball. I mean, they really did. They they even in the second half when they lost, it wasn't like they just collapsed. They they just had some very unfortunate circumstances. So, we'll see. You know, again, uh, w- w- we'll see. But but the Giants should not lose this game on Sunday.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's no easy games in the National Football League, but I mean, this would be absolute disaster if they didn't win. I mean, obviously it would be a mean, disaster. Yeah, you mean you commit to the run game, Jones, Barkley. I mean, if they just need to step up, I mean, no excuses, obviously.
1: None, none, absolutely none. Thanks, Connor.
4: Can I get my picks before I go?
1: Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy.
4: Yeah, I got the Giants, the Vikings the Browns, and the Raiders.
1: Got you down, buddy. Appreciate you.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
1: That is unbelievable about the Raiders. I did a rant on this today. I mean, I, I don't understand why so many people are defending Derek Carr here like they can't believe what happened. Guy's been in the league for nine years. Has never He's played in one playoff game, okay? I agree that Derek Carr is not the problem with the Raiders, but he's not the answer either, okay? He's not the problem. He's not the answer. All right. Let's move along and get to uh, Thomas. Thomas, welcome to the show. How are you, Thomas? Hey, Grant. Can you hear me? Yep, sure can. Go ahead.
5: You know, I'm like Jerry. I have to figure out my iPhone here, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hope you did it <laughs> faster than he did. Yeah, I did. You know, I'll just if I have any issues, I'll just call Ryan up, you know. Yeah, perfect. Um, three items. Um, the first one is I remember seeing Pele on – um wide World of sports which i watched every saturday at five o'clock yep and he yep. came on i don't remember which game i actually found a youtube thing on it but at the end he either won the game or was in new york or or brazil and he asked to come to the speaker and all he said was repeat after me and this is when the time civil rights was you know it was on fire and he just said, repeat after me, love, love, love. And, you know, 100,000 people or 50,000 people. It was just awesome. He was kind of like Muhammad Ali. You know, he was there for a different purpose. But how about uh, that? That's how, pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, I still play that video once in a while. And it just reminds me of, how, you know, from this type of athlete to some of the Yep. renegades that we have running around think they uh, Yep. You know, are a little crazy, but I think we'll get back to that. And then the uh, second item is an avulsion fracture. I saw those in my practice, you know, being a doctor. Basically, if you're going to have one in a certain area, it's pretty good. You know, ligaments hold bone to bone together. And then what holds muscle together to the bone is a tendons. And a lot of times, when you get hyperextend or whatever, the ligament will pull off the bone, and there's a thin sheath around the the thumb or the bone called periosteum, and it will pull that up like tissue paper. And sometimes it can mold right back. Um, it's different. That's why you can play through those things. So hopefully it'll heal up. Most of them do. Um, so it kind of sounds like he didn't need surgery yet because it wasn't that bad, but uh, I what what
1: about gonna... what about getting
5: hit again in a certain area or
1: the uh, effect now that it's a weakened area on the body? I mean, it's obviously yeah. has well, an issue. Think,
5: think of a, the the phenar muscle of your what happened was is a bone muscles attached to that bone by tendon. So he probably hyperextended it or got it hit. Yeah. So if he hits it again at the same exact, which is kind of rare to have that same mechanism happen. But if it does, yeah, it's already a weak area. You could cause more damage and then he would be out for the season or who knows, you know? So, yeah. but they have it taped up. So that's pretty good there. And then um, about the Kings, you were spot on about um, the, the first and second quarter, you know, Bryson and I were watching it and, I'm going, these guys aren't going anywhere to let, was it, 70 points in the first half? 75. Whatever. 75. I mean, come on. You know, yeah, you're without
1: right. two starters, without two starters. You know, it's, they were without their starting point guard and their starting power forward.
5: Exactly. So that's just like, what's going on here? So they're going to have to do some soul searching here because you're right. They stole that one at the end. You know, and even you could see them, a lot of them at the end of the game weren't really celebrating. They knew they, mm-hmm. they stole it and they were lucky as hell, you know, yep. and um, your comment about um, Murray, you know, y- you know, he's just, if you look at him, when he goes up to go dunk the ball, he's in slow motion. He's not driving to the hole. He's not rebounding, but he's five, he's six ten. Um, I think he needs to sit on the bench and watch and learn and get and get coached. But he needs to step up his just his energy level. Um, you know, I know he's smooth and, and everything, but uh, I think like someone like Trey could come in or, and whatever, be a lot better, get things starting. But he, he's last couple of games, he's kind of been a dead, you know, a dead duck. Well,
1: yeah, he's not played well. There's absolutely no question about it. There's no question about that. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and um, you have a good rest of the day. Thanks okay. very much. You bet. Thanks, Grant. Take care, Thomas. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to Brian right here. Uh, listen up. Hey, Brian, how are you?
6: Good, Grant. How have you been?
1: Good. Thank you. Uh,
6: so, yeah. No.
1: Brian, you got a bad connection. I'm going to have to put you back. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Call back when you get in a better area. All right. Again, we are talking about a variety of topics right here on Listen App. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Okay. Kings with Utah to wrap up 2022. And then it's back. On the road, at Memphis, at Utah, and then a lot of home games uh, coming up for the Sacramento Kings. So there you have it. I want to hear from you. Give me your picks. Football tonight, Dallas and Tennessee. We got the college. Does anyone care about the college semifinals in Northern California? Seriously, I mean that. I do. Just curious about you. All right, let's get to uh, Al. Hello, wow! Good to hear from you. How are you, sir? Can you hear me? All right. Yep, here you good. You're a mean one,
3: Mister Nape. No, I'm kidding, man. Uh, just going off that rant for the Grinch that stole uh, Sacramento. That was funny. Good stuff. Yep. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, Pele, man. I as a kid, I, I remember Pele. You know, I didn't follow. I didn't know soccer, and he was amazing, man. He, you know, just one one name one a one name person yep everybody in the world I think Thomas said it best you have like Muhammad Ali Yes, certain athletes who just they transcend transcend their sport they're bigger than the sport you know you're yep. like globally known and they're ambassadors but you know I was reading a uh, Phil Mushtick, you know because you got me going on Phil he had a great article I don't know if you got a chance to read it. He got his big, big break by covering the cosmos
1: when he was with the Post. Did you get to read that article? I didn't, little... but I, I, I will, I will read it. I read them every uh, Thursday and every Saturday. I just haven't done it yet, but I'll check it out.
3: It's a great article. You know, Mashiach. He does how to write. He, he's saying how he's, he's a, he's just a clerk in the sports, the, the, the department of the Post, and he's making ninety dollars a week, working six, uh, six days a week. And, and the guy normal guy who covers the cosmos passed away, and the editor of the post says, "Anybody in here know anything about soccer?" And Phil says he he, says, he perjured himself or lied he goes, "I do because he just wanted to cover anything." and it said they were moving to the giant stadium, which was just yep. you know, they were, you yep. know that how they were off the chart pop, but this, the, he, he gets the gig. And his career just you got to know Pele personally. And yeah, you'd love that that's a great article, man. I mean, you got a chance, you get a chance, really gotta, gotta read it. It was a good read, man. Just great stuff. And I was just laughing about it. he just he, he in the Cosmos were
1: hugely popular in New York, which you pointed out. They sold that every game. I mean, yeah. at, at Giant Stadium, 75,000 people they had at every game. Yeah, so get get a chance, man I know you're a big fan of Phil. I, I don't worry about it. I, I don't miss I I never miss a Phil oh, column. You don't have to worry about it. I, I guarantee oh, yeah. you I will read it. I, I oh, yeah. Phil is a guy that I is a must read uh on my list. So I appreciate yep. you pointing that out. Thank you very oh, much.
3: yeah, Of course. And I just uh really wanna I think as far as the Kinks, man, I mean, you know, I don't know what the what the answer is. Is he's coming out flat and just not ready to play and you know, and that recipe is you're exhausting yourself coming getting back into the game. I mean, I agree with you. It's just, I mean, come out with a little ur- earlier than the urgency. Don't get down 30 and then start ur- being urgent. I mean, got to bring it, be ready to go. But I just want to make my picks real quick. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, I'll, I'll take the Giants minus uh, six. I like the Packers minus three and a half. I'll take Seattle. They're getting a point and a half at home against the jets and i'll ride with the niners again they came through for me last week i'll stick with them again this week so that's all i got man Uh, great stuff and have a good
1: weekend and i'll try to call you tomorrow okay al thank you so much good hearing from you you take care too buddy bye-bye all right if you want to get in on the program hit your hand icon and we'll put you right up kings and uh, jazz tomorrow i'll be back on youtube live after the game looking forward to that again. That is tomorrow following uh, the game. Then it's the road, Memphis, and Utah. All right, let's see if we can get back to Brian, see if he's got a better connection. Go ahead, Brian.
6: Hey, Grant, is this a little better? A little better. Okay. Uh, so if it's not, I'm sorry, I'll just call you tomorrow. Just hang up Just on go me. ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So. The bottom line is this homestand has just been a disaster for the Canes with the momentum they had off that road trip. Uh, and I know I, you know, tweeted you privately. I was at the home game for the Wizard game, and seeing that defense live, letting the Wizards just score up and down was absolutely dreadful. And 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 then, of course, bonus getting hurt, uh, you know, uh, saw it on the wound. And they have to play better defense. And the only, you know – Thing to take out of the win last night is it keeps them afloat, keeps them in the pack, and looking at these next three games, you have to split somehow with the Jazz, and I'm just going to assume they're going to lose at Memphis. That's how I look at it, to stay afloat as they figure this out, and they have to figure out the defense, because right now, it's just atrocious.
1: It's terrible. There's no chance of this team winning if they do happen to make the playoffs with defense like that, and there's really... I don't see how this team's going to beat good teams playing defense like that. Denver's a good team, but Denver didn't have two starters, so I don't I don't count them as a good team last night. You're not a good team when you're without your starting point guard and your starting power forward. So I don't think the Kings beat a good team last night. They beat a team that was without two-fifths of their starters. So, you know, again, I'm looking at the big picture. That defense isn't winning against anybody anytime on a big stage. It's just
7: not.
6: Well, you know, and it's, it's kind of really puzzling to me because – you know they're, you know Sabonis, Fox, you know these guys look like they're engaged, and you know I think they're being good leaders and 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 examples for the team. And they've had too many bad starts, uh, and where they're just down by you know double digits lately. and it's, it's puzzling to me for guys like that who have that intensity to you know, obviously it's a team game, but it's just puzzling me as a team that they're starting so poorly in a lot of these games and not getting out of it. Like that doesn't resonate. I don't understand that.
1: That's why I said on the post game show last night, I think Mike Brown should consider changing the starting lineup around. And I think that means uh, Keegan Murray uh, needs to be coming out of the lineup right now. I'm not blaming it all on him, but I, I just think that they need to try a different starting five for right now. Now, with that said, I know on Tuesday night, you know, they had a, a significant lead at the end of the first quarter, but there were too many games where they're not starting off well.
6: Yeah, and it, you cannot do that against bad teams. And good teams that are legit have that intensity to bury or set a tone early in a game against bad teams and don't give those teams hope in terms of winning the game. And the teams are not there at all yet.
1: Nope, they're not. And that's a, a big issue – That I see and I'm not judging that based on last night's game or the game before I'm judging that over their last five to 10 games of body of work teams not playing well. I don't know why people do not want to admit that teams not playing well right now. And and, then the fact that they had a miraculous comeback and a big win last night doesn't all of a sudden erase that. I, I don't look at individual games. I look at stretches of games and the recent stretch of games for the Kings has not been good. There's something not right with this team currently.
6: Yeah, exactly. When they got back from the homestand 3-3, three and three, as you've alluded, they could have padded their, their uh, win-loss record. And really, they should have beat those two teams, good or bad. And they would be 20-13. and 13, And those two games are huge when you look at the, uh, yep. the pack. You know, it evens out. Well, so. yeah, and,
1: and not only that, but if you look at the games before that, they had to go on a 19-0 run at the end of the game to beat Cleveland. That's extremely unusual. Now, they didn't have Fox, so I'm going to put that in there. Then they get blown out in New York against the Knicks. Then Fox comes back, and they get embarrassed at Philadelphia. They have a one-point win on the road at Toronto and then beat Detroit. Then they come home and lose to Charlotte. They beat the Lakers. They lose to Washington. I'm sorry. I just don't think the Kings are playing well right now, and I don't know why so many people are having a difficult time seeing that. Brian, we lost you, buddy. Thanks very much. You know, and I understand the record, and I understand there are three games over 500, and I understand they're sixth in the West currently. I'm looking at the big picture, okay? I'm looking at the big picture. All right, John, good to have you on the show. How are you? Doing good,
0: Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Hey, one thing I want to take out of last night's game what the Kings did last, last night is they freaking finished well. And that's something that, you know, they need to learn how to do. Uh, need to learn how to do that every game and uh, starting well and finishing well are two different things, but we need to play, play well every single quarter, act like every single quarter is a game and, you know, giving up 40 in the first and 35 in the second, it's ridiculous. Holding them to only 22 in the fourth, there could be something to be said about Jokic being gassed towards the end of the game. Maybe so. But and, – and the thing is about this team, everybody, we should all know, it's not like we're a great team. We got to walk before we can run. And we haven't walked in 16 years. So, it, all in all, it's better now than it was a year ago, two years, three years, four years. Yep. In my opinion, yep. it's still – we're still looking up. We're still looking up. But it's not like we're some juggernaut who everybody's fearful of. You know, they're no. getting more fearful. But yep. that's how I look at it. We're still
1: looking up. Well, there's no question. The team is uh, going in the right direction. I, I don't mean to say that they're not, all all I'm right. saying is they're not playing very well and have not been playing well yeah. for a significant period of time. And I just think that, you know, you can't just say, well, gee, they beat Denver last night and everything's good. No, 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 no. Everything no, is no, not no. good. That That's, no. the, that's the point I'm trying to make.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that. And, uh, it's it's not like they are playing well every single part of the game, and you know um, we got do have a couple young guys, and which we've been talking about, and Davion, and Keegan, and I think that the best thing might be to put Trey Lyles in to start. Not and Keegan, it's not like Keegan's been playing forty minutes a night anyways. And no, Trey you're is right. Played twenty one last is night. Is so well. I think it yep. might service service to have him in the starting role, and it's and also in the finishing role and towards the end of games, which and that's what we need. So, you know that. Well, that's I'll tell you, I,
1: if the if the Kings can win tomorrow, they will have once again dodged the bullet by you know salvaging this homestand after it looks so awful. So we'll see if they can do that tomorrow. Tomorrow is a really big game because the Jazz. Are currently three games back in the loss column. And, you know, it counts as two games. So the Kings are either going to be, you know, two games in front of the Jazz or four games. That's a significant difference.
0: They kind of uh, dodged a bullet just by pulling that win off last night. Because if they didn't win that, that's just another game and going, being able to go get two wins and perhaps three if we win tomorrow on the stand. Is if they big. had lost, if hey, they had lost last night, night we, they would have. John, John, if they had lost last night,
1: they would have been ninth in the West right now, and now they're six. Yep, I know. That's man. how big. That's, I, that's I the difference.
0: Yeah. I look at the standings; they change freaking every day, or three times in yep. the evening sometimes. So it, yep. that's that's how bunched up the West is right now. It's, it's it kinda sure cool is. It's kind of cool to see. And it's kind of cool that. uh I'm not sure who said it earlier. Maybe it was Al that um. We're still in it. We're still looking there. We're in it. It's close to January, and we'ren't far from out of it. We're far from number one, but we're way further from number fifteen than we used to be. So you know. Yeah. John, good hearing from you, buddy. All right, hey buddy. I'll give you a call tomorrow, and I'll actually I should give you some picks tonight because I think I want to take Dallas tonight.
1: Okay. So who else you taking?
0: I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take. Green Bay. And I'm taking San Francisco again, man. And I'm taking San Francisco again. John, got your
1: picks down. Thanks, buddy. You be well, okay?
0: You be well as well, Grant. Thank you. All right, John. All right, good stuff there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
5: Lucky? In line at the deli, I
8: guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary.
1: Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hope everybody is uh, having a good day. Hope everybody is on their way to a very happy new year. Be safe and enjoy yourself tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, as we continue on here on Listen Up, I'll be on uh, at 4 o'clock. That will be one hour after Sean Salisbury on YouTube. And then I'll be back on YouTube after the King's. Uh, and the Jazz tomorrow. All right, and we'll get you ready for the uh, holiday weekend, and then we'll get right back on the horse next week and do it all over again. All right, really have enjoyed doing the post game shows, getting a lot of interaction, getting a lot of support, and uh, really has been a lot of fun. I've been getting really good uh, feedback on that. And, uh, it's just enjoyable to do. So thank you very much for following me over on YouTube and your participation uh, and uh, everything else. Also, as we uh, Get ready for the new year. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna be putting out a lot more content on my podcast platform. Whether you listen via Apple or Spotify or my website, uh, if you don't like that. Dot com, where you know you can listen to all of my work there, and I'm gonna be doing bonus rants so that you know if I'm out and about or whatever the case, and something happens. That needs like instant commentary. uh, I'm just going to produce it, put it on my platform and you will be able to listen to it. It'll be more of audio than video. I'll be doing most of those bonus rants via my audio platform. So again, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, however else you get uh, my podcast or my audio rants and uh, my live shows that you don't listen to uh, live, you listen to it on your favorite platform. I'll be putting out a lot more content doing that. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, uh, welcome to the show, sir. How are you?
7: I'm fine, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Hey, Grant, let me ask you a question. Uh, with the DeMontis Sabonis injury, do you think coaches or players, do you think they go, uh, they want to go at him, uh, not to injure him, Grant, but uh, just to put a little pressure on him to uh, try to uh, get him out of the game?
1: One hundred percent. Yes.
7: So do you think the coaches tell the players to do that or it's just uh, what they want to do?
1: They all know it. You don't have to be told. It's common knowledge when you're playing an opponent who, you know, has got an injury, you attack the injury. It's common happens in every sport on every level all the time. When I mean every level, I mean, I don't mean fifth grade, but in big time sports, pro sports. Yeah, it's part of the game. Absolutely. And Demontis knows that too, and the Kings know that, and you know that's the way it goes. Do I think that players are playing against Sabonis trying to intentionally hurt him? No, I don't believe that. But they are going to go after his hand, absolutely.
7: And Grant, how um, how does this work? Uh, so, like, when the medical staff uh, do they give uh, do they give Sabonis any kind of like pain pills or any kind of medication for him to uh, to uh, do well or? or uh, if he if-
1: wants it, if he wants it, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh,
7: and what kind of, uh, uh, like what kind of medication are we talking about? I,
1: right? I don't know. I, I don't know what type of medication they would give him, but yes, um, they, they, they would give him no question, some inflammatory, some painkilling, killing, uh, if that's what, you know, he requests. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how his thumb feels. You don't know how his thumb feels. He's relaying that to the staff and the doctors, and then they plan accordingly,
7: you know, and Grant, I was watching the game last night, and I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, where is the defense at? And you know what? I turned the game off early, uh, and I was very surprised to uh, like when I listened to a little bit of your postgame show last night that the Kings won. I was like, wow, uh, must have been a really good comeback. But um, I was not, I was not um, uh, uh, happy that they won. Uh, just what you said that the game that they lost, they played. Much better, right? And then even when the Kings were up by 20 points, Grant, deep down, I had a feeling that that 20 point lead was not going to last.
1: Yeah, again, I was more impressed with their loss than I was with their win and how they played. So, you know, again, those games are in the rearview mirror. You get ready for tomorrow against the Jazz. You got a very tough schedule coming up. The Jazz at home, where they play next week, are 12 and 5 at home. Memphis now is healthy. They got Desmond Bain back. So the Kings do not play well against Memphis. I know they beat them the last time they were there, but that was without Bain, and they were – this is going to be a very challenging game for Sacramento uh, in both Memphis and Utah next week. That's why tomorrow is such a critical game, because if you do lose tomorrow – and again, if – you could easily be coming back from that road trip 500. So tomorrow's game is huge. Even if you lose at Memphis and Utah and you win tomorrow – you come back two games over 500. The significance of tomorrow's game should not be lost on anyone.
7: Right. And Grant, let me ask you something. Why do you think Rashawn Holmes is not playing?
1: Because he can't play everyone. That's why. And he's not in the rotation and you don't play all 13 players. Uh, There are guys every night, three or four that don't play. And he's one of the three or four. It's just a numbers game.
7: Okay. Um, All right, sir. Well, Uh, Grant, uh, what do you think about the Niners-Raiders? Do you think the Niners won that game by at least a couple touchdowns?
1: I do. I think they will annihilate the Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders right now have a divided locker room. Uh, I think, you know, you listen to Devontae Adams. You listen to other players. I guarantee you there are players in that locker room uh, that think that they are in a uh, franchise that is in disarray. And I can tell you that Carr has got a lot of supporters in that locker room. And there are a lot of players that are probably like, screw this. So uh, I would, I'd be surprised if the 49ers don't go in there and win significantly.
7: And Grant, wasn't it one of the reasons why Devontae Adams went to the Raiders was because Derek Carr.
1: It was the only reason.
7: Oh, wow. Wow. Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow uh, requested trade.
1: Yeah. Good luck with that. But I'm with you. That's a mess. Their, their franchise is a mess right now. It really is. Now, I said this on my rant today, and I said it yesterday. You know, Derek Carr had nine years and did not really accomplish anything. I mean, I'm just calling it the it is. He didn't accomplish anything. He, didn't, he, he leaves in nine years playing in one playoff game, and they lost. And it's not all his fault, but I made this point, Jerry. He's not the problem with the Raiders, but he's not the solution either. So it's time. You know, it's nine years, it wasn't working, there were too many times where he has not played well in big spots, and it's time. So the Raiders are going in a different direction. I don't know why so many people have a problem with that.
7: And you know, Grant, too, I mean, this has to, uh, I mean, I mean, it starts from the ownership. I mean, you have a coach. It's terrible. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't understand how that man still has a job. I mean, I really don't. I, I don't know terrible. what Mark Davis's obsession is with this coach, but it's, I mean, and something has to change.
1: Mark Davis has no idea what he's doing. That's the problem. You know, and that's just the, the, that's the truth. He really doesn't. And, you know, he's a nice guy. I know Mark. I talked to him all the time. I mean, it, it, I, he's a very nice guy. I really enjoy talking to him. But he, he, he has no – it's just it's a sad situation. I mean, it really is. There's no other way to say it. It's a really sad situation.
7: All right, sir. Well, good luck to your New York football giants, and you have a great Thank day. Thank you, Jerry.
1: Okay? Thank you, Jerry. You do the same. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to Connor right here on Listen App. Hey Connor, welcome to the program today. Hey Grant, how's it going? Good, Connor. What's happening? Connor, what's happening? Uh you know, I just thought we had good. Um
8: just you know, lately. What? Well, well, you broke up.
1: I... You you thought you had what? Start oh, over Oh, Can please. you hear me now?
8: Yeah, go ahead. You got me now, Grant. All right. Sorry, I don't yeah. know what's going on with the app for me lately. Anyways, I apologize. Um I was just wanted to go back to DeMontis Sabonis really quick. Yeah. Um, just I, I've heard kind of, you know, they've been going through a tough stretch Sacramento and um, just I've heard some of the same old Kings things and I, as a fan for a long time, I've sort of felt that as well. But I think one of the things that's not same old Kings is the fact that he's on our team. I mean, the guy is a leader and I mean, he has a fractured hand and he's playing after missing one game. I mean, how many games do you think Kawhi Leonard would have missed having the similar type of injury? You
1: know, so I think just he's the best player on the like team. He's the, he's, the, he's the best player on the team. He was the best player on the team the minute he arrived in Sacramento last February. And he's the best player on the team, significantly so. And without Sabonis, the King season would come to a screeching halt. That's how important he is. I, to the team. I,
8: I agree with you 100 percent. And just just even like the, the camaraderie after the games. I mean, having a guy yeah. on, the, on your team that is going to play through an injury and wants to win. I mean, that's a big, important thing, I think so um anyways yep. i just thought i would chip in with that and and hope they finish off the homestand with a win
1: hey i appreciate it connor happy new year to you all
8: right happy new year to you as well Grant.
1: all right take care hey don't forget uh, tomorrow we'll wrap up the week right here on listen app at four o'clock youtube tomorrow three o'clock with sean salisbury and then uh, after the game tomorrow night right back on youtube with the uh, post game show uh, for those of you that will not be with me tomorrow. Uh, I want to wish each and every one of you a happy new year. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Stay safe and uh, have fun. But uh, again, main thing is to stay safe. And uh, we look forward to 2023. By the way, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to have a best of on my podcast. I'm going to play excerpts from my favorite interviews of 2022. That will be on tomorrow's podcast if you don't like that with Grant Napier. So I haven't yet uh, edited it. I haven't done it yet, but uh, I'll be working on that uh, a little bit later tomorrow. Well, I'll probably work on it tonight, as soon as I get done, and uh, I'll release it sometime in the morning, but that'll be on my podcast tomorrow. Hey, I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, Love doing this show. Love talking with all of you every day, and we'll continue it tomorrow at four o'clock. Until then, so long, everybody.